You're right. You should know what to expect when you get a COVID-19 vaccine. This is what. You might need two doses. Depending on the vaccine you're given, you may have to get a second dose three to four weeks after the first. You may have side effects. Some people are having short-term side effects like arm soreness, headaches, body aches, chills, or fever. These are expected and means your body is building protection against COVID-19. You will build immunity. It takes about two weeks after your last dose to get the full protection from the vaccine. You will still need to be safe. Until enough people are vaccinated, keep yourself and others safe by wearing your face covering, washing your hands, physically distancing, and staying home when you're sick. So yes, you're right. You should know what to expect when you get a COVID-19 vaccine. So knowing you may need two doses, side effects are possible, you'll build immunity, plus you'll still need to be safe, means no surprises when you get your COVID-19 vaccine. To learn more, visit nyc.gov slash COVID vaccine. your host. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross, and I want to thank you again for making our show one of the most listened to shows through 620 a.m., 1640 a.m., and for downloading us internationally through iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and the many other outlets we are available on. We have a huge show tonight, so let's get started. And welcome into my corner. I want to talk to you tonight about a three-letter word. Fun. F-U-N. When I was first approached to start this show, It was right after the elections, and everybody was still going through the COVID lockdowns, the loss of business, loss of friends and family, and did not know where this country was going. And I said, I wanted to do something that was fun. I had two basic rules. One that you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy Cindy's Celebrity Corner so that I, as a proud Jew, can bring the best of my culture to others and that I could learn and share from other cultures through this outlet. And two, that I will never cancel culture. I will encourage culture because culture is so important, whether or not it's a show you watch on TV or in a movie theater or live theater whether or not it's art in a museum or taking an art class, whether or not it's cooking or baking, needlepoint, or learning a dance from a different background. Culture is so important, and it's something that we do not discuss enough. Well, I think tonight's show totally uh, proves my point. 
I could not have such a diverse round of guests. One was not born in this country. And another one is the co-chair of the LGBT group of SAG-AFRA, an established comedian, actor, and author. And we have our contributor who is talking about rebuilding businesses, especially for women who have children at home or children going back to school and to camp and getting back into routines for the first time in over a year, depending on where you live. And that is what Cindy's Celebrity Corner is all about. Plus, all the other exciting things, like sharing a brand new non-dairy machine to make your own almond or soy milk, or featuring a talented artist who is featured in homes in the Hamptons, apartments in Manhattan, and makes affordable art that you can buy through our website. That's what Cindy's Celebrity Corner is all about. It's all about sharing a wide range of events, people, cultures, hobbies, and entertainment. Each one of these people is a celebrity because they are special. And you, my listeners, are a celebrity because you are special. And that's my open. Please tell me what you think. You can email me through my website and, of course, reach me through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Coming up, our first guest, celebrity chef, Penny Daivdi. Coming up after the commercial, our first guest. Selling a home can be expensive and stressful. Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. Just ask Joseph M. from Brooklyn. Remax IQ made it easy. No for sale sign. I had offers in days. I saved $10,000 in commission and I was in contract fast. If you're thinking of selling, Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. To learn more, call 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. We're not a discount broker. We're Remax IQ. Speak with a top agent today. 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. Or visit RemaxIQ.com. Terms and conditions apply. Visit www.remaxiq.com slash disclaimer. Welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And with us now is a celebrity chef. She is known to many for her uh, appearances through Lisa Vanderpump shows because she has worked with various restaurants with Lisa Vanderpump. She's been on the Food Network on Chopped. She's developing her own show for Netflix, and she works with several food companies uh, as both a brand ambassador and as a developer. So, Penny Davidi, thank you for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner. 
Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here with you. Always a fun time. You know, it's uh, been uh, a crazy year, I'm sure, for all. And we're all happy to kind of be peeling our way out of this pandemic. And, and, and now it's time to, you know, rebirth, rebuild, and relive. So for everyone out there listening, you know, just time to pick yourself up and get going. So relate that to food, because food is so much of our lives. How could we rebuild with food? What are some of the trends that you see and that you're creating? So some of the big trends that obviously took off during the pandemic is a lot of burgers, lots and lots of burgers. People kind of dropped the ball on eating healthy and the no carb and the low carb and the keto and paleo sort of just went out the door. And it was all replaced by a lot of banana bread, a lot of tortilla hacks, um, and a lot of innovative omelet making. Um, you know, that's why like egg prices were through the roof. And, um, you know, just people realized that they needed food to feed their souls to sort of, you know, keep happy and keep moving forward. Um, so some of the big trends, obviously, Summer is just around the corner and people are definitely more inclined to getting back to healthier bodies and eating well. And, uh, you know, kale is still strong, but as strong as kale is rice, cauliflower, you see cauliflower, everything, uh, you know, cauliflower substituted as chicken wings, uh, cauliflower substituted as rice, cauliflower substituted for new, I mean, you just name it. And there is a cauliflower substitution for something out there. Another huge, huge trend is the impossible burger, right? So uh, for those of us who just kind of keep our, you know, meat and dairy separate, um, just doing the impossible burger with cheese is just heavenly um, and so good. So things like that are big on trend. Um We've also are seeing a lot more of farm to table and local produce versus, um, you know, something that's fallen off a truck. Um, so there's a lot of that happening. Uh, just in general, I think more people learn to kind of create and cook themselves. So that trend has definitely continued and heightened. I know that I was teaching a ton of classes online for the Hungry Team, which is a you know experiential uh, group where you could just sign up for Zoom classes. So a ton of those were were happening uh, during the pandemic, and um, more focus on you know just what's the most nutritious uh, food you can put together uh, and keep it moving. I, I've seen so many requests for. If I give my family one more night of chicken, they're going to shoot me. What do you suggest? So <laughs> I, I completely understand. But what I do want to say is I want people to go out there and support their local restaurants right now. They need it. I was going to say that. And uh, you've worked at probably one of the most famous restaurants in the country, if not the world, thanks to reality TV. Right. Uh, Tell us what it was like to work with Lisa and if you're going to be working with the, the Vanderpump restaurants. 
So Lisa Vanderpump is one of the hardest working women um, in this industry. So I know people see her as, as you know, reality star, uh, but she's just, she's a lot more than that. Um, she is so hands-on when we built Pump. So, so incredibly hands-on. The food is beautiful, but also the ambiance that she's put together and you're sitting under a hundred year old olive trees and everything is hand painted. I mean, just she's done a stunning job. And then she did it again with Tom, Tom bar and lounge, which is more of the food on trend that we're talking about. Lots of vegan options, yummy, yummy pairings with alcohol. And of course, um, definitely a place to see and be seen. Uh, especially on the patio during this summer. So that was very exciting to work with Lisa and very exciting to do both uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules. Um, since the pandemic, Lisa, you know, the restaurants had been shut down, so we hadn't worked on anything else um, together. And right now, those are the only two restaurants that are really in play. So, you know, if you pop over there and get yourself a table. You'll definitely try a lot of my dishes at Lisa's places for sure. Um, but right. You also find your, uh, some of your um, creations on a new Netflix show. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, can't really get into too much detail, except that we are working for, we're working on a new series um, for Netflix. Super excited um, to share all those dishes and cultures and foods with the world so when that's uh closer we'll definitely talk about it some more right now honestly my days are spent as a uh culinary mm -hmm. consultant with cisco foods where day in day out i'm hand holding creating menus uh suggesting dishes and and uh helping mm -hmm. uh, a lot of restaurant owners and operators come back to life and you talk about food. I know you do um, a lot with dates. Tell us a little bit about the company you're working oh, with, with. Absolutely. Dates. So United with Earth has been a partner of mine for, boy, almost six years. They do the most incredible um, medjool, deglet, um, you know, dates rolled in coconut, dates rolled in almond, um, date rolled in peanut. I mean, you name it. They do whatever they can imagine with dates. And, and figs. And I, of course, being Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, use so much of that in my cooking. So I've obviously, you know, substituted all the sugary um, products and I use the dates instead. So, for example, even when I'm making pasta, I use a little bit of the uh, date sugar in it instead of just regular sugar. A lot of people put sugar in their pasta sauce. But um, I even find like you can just use natural dates and it just brings such delicious flavor. So yeah, United with Earth, absolutely. Uh, huge, huge uh, supporter and sponsor and um, excited to be a part of that family. So tell us, I recently read, I believe even yesterday I read that if somebody eats three dates a day, it's very good for their digestive system. Is that true? That is absolutely true. And not only is it great for your digestive system, it's great for your reproductive system. So I, when I was practicing, practicing acupuncture and oriental medicine, I had a lot of patients who were trying to get pregnant. So I would say to them, have two dates a day. This kind of warms up the uterus because the nature of dates <clears throat> is hot, right? So 
that that heat kind of nourishes the body, the blood flow balances the yin and yang, and it's just so good for you. But at the same time, you want to be cautious about how much of it you're taking because it is high in calories, you know. And on that note, I partnered up with Ideal Protein Protocol to um, help not only myself, who have been a part of that program for so long, but to help others uh, get their summer body ready. And, um, you know, it's just more focused on eating, obviously, lower carbohydrates, but not completely eliminating carbohydrates and having, uh, you know, balanced program to your daily life and making it a lifestyle more than a diet. So I'm excited to be partners with Ideal Protein Protocol on that program. All this stuff is on my Instagram. If, if those who are curious, just jump on and follow me on IG. They'll see it all there. So what is like the most fascinating part of being a celebrity chef and working with all these like who is probably the most famous person or the person that you were most excited to meet through your cooking and working at restaurants who's the most exciting person that i've met through cooking and working at my restaurants i'm going to say bobby flay is definitely the most fascinating most exciting character that I have met um, both on the Food Network and through the Food Network, just because I think our personalities are so much alike. We're kind of like no nonsense, you know, a little bit rough around the edges, but definitely um, have, you know, our palate in place. And, um, you know, we're not, we're not shy about expressing how we feel or what our culinary points of view are, let's just say. So I think Bobby would be, yeah, definitely plays the most interesting one. Mm-hmm. And do you see any, like you did mention, of course, cauliflower rice and kale and people getting back to, I guess, body conscious. What would you say if you had, because people are preparing already. I mean, as far as you work with companies with food, what do you think in the next couple of months we will see as trends, especially like you said, egg prices are rising a lot. Meats are rising a lot. What do you think people should look out for as they think about, you know, upcoming trends? I think people should um, really start getting more into um, grains, greens, and, um, you know, more vegan options than actual animal protein. Um, the, the meat market and chicken and all, all proteins right now are just through the roof as is dairy. I mean, everything is just so high up. So turning more to doing, you know, um, a great, uh, you know, Cholent, <laughs> Cholent is the way to go. Challenge. I predict Cholent to be the next trend in food. You, you say that I I see designer cholins all the time right, in New York. Right, that that's that's the trend. You heard it here first. Cholent is going to be the next trend. Um, I just think a lot of legume based um, dishes and a lot of a lot a lot of soy product, 
a lot, a lot of tofu and a lot of um, meat substitutions. Again, a lot of Beyond Meat, a lot of Impossible Burger. That's going to be, um, and listen, you don't have to go with those. You can certainly make your own, uh, you know, multi-bean grain patties and go with that. Meatless. You say that last uh, Shabbos, I happened to made, I had um, a gluten-free person here and I needed a challah and I couldn't find one. I actually made my own quinoa oatmeal uh, flour from it and it made it. And you know what? It was really, it was like a bread. They really enjoyed it. One last question. No good meal goes without a great drink. What's your, what's your, uh, Oh my signature god! Drink. My, my signature drink is a pom pomegranate martini. That is my signature drink. But what do I like to drink? I like to drink a dirty martini. Lots of olives. I like the salt, um, and I like that that like kind of uh, you know rubbing alcohol taste at the end. Um, if you're having you know something a little bit more unctuous. Um, other than that, again, summer is just around the corner. Keep it light, keep it fresh, go for the Vanderpump sangria and pour that in a bowl with some ice, slice up some oranges, some lemon, some lime, and um, pour yourself a tall glass of Lisa Vanderpump's delicious sangria. You'll love that. Absolutely. So, uh, Penny, as always, it is always a lot of fun here, and we keep calling this fun. I want people to be entertained and learn, and you certainly gave us so much to think about in the food industry, food trends, um, celebrity restaurant news. <laughs> and we look forward to having you come back when you can tell us about the show on Netflix. Absolutely. For now, please follow me on Instagram. You'll see my series that I did with Instagram called Penny Eats, where I cover some of my favorite food finds in L.A. Well, thank you so much for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner. Thank you, honey. Take care. Take care. Are you looking to update your branding and your business? Double G Designs works remotely with all businesses to create logos for stationery, business cards, social media posts, banners and posters, and all your needs for brand development. Gina Gelato has years of experience offering affordable logos to manufacturers, brand ambassadors, and party planners. She can be reached through her Instagram account and through her website, www.ginagelato.com. That is www.ginagelado.com. I use her for my business, and I can tell you I have gotten many compliments on my logo branding. That's Gina Gelato, double G, designs.com. Here is your host. Okay. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am very excited to introduce you to our next guest, Jason Stewart. And uh, he is a very talented, well-known actor. He's a writer. He is a comedian. And he also happens to be the co-chair for SAG-AFRA, the LGBT uh uh, group and uh it's really exciting to have him here for gay pride month so welcome to the show jason thanks so much so you are one of the busiest people i know i honestly can't keep track of everything oh. you do 
You don't let you did not let COVID get you down or stop you from creating. I mean, you are part of the Amazon show Smothered. In fact, I think you helped create it. So tell the audience a little bit about it. Well, uh, my friend Mitch Hara had contacted me because I had asked him to be in another uh, web series that I was going to create about people over 50. And he insulted so many of the people there that I had to fire him. (laughs) Oh, wow. And then he got so mad at me for it. um, And he didn't want to speak to me. And I thought it was just, it's just that it wasn't a good connection with the other people. It just kind of just turned my email off and it didn't work. That's called uh, old people problems. Um, There we go. Um, And he, uh, he was very upset with me. And I called him and I said, look, I'm really sorry. This was not my intention. And he hung up on me again, <laughs> which if you've seen the series, he, uh, that's him. And uh, he, then he called me back and he said, look, our arguing is funny. I have an idea for a show for us about these, this couple that's always arguing. And I said, we talked about this two years ago. And, and he goes, well, I only have a two-year memory. And uh, we started to create the show. And it was instant chemistry. Uh, the reaction to the show has been absolutely, it's, a, it's the biggest reaction I've gotten to anything since I did the film Birth of a Nation five years ago. And uh, it's a character I've never played before, Ralph. And it's something that we co-produced, co-created, and co-wrote, and co-star in it. And it's directed by the fabulous Terry Hanover. And uh, then we have our editor, Rob who's just terrific Paget. So the four of us are the fab four and uh, it's, it's been an incredible experience and we're now on the list to be nominated for uh, best actors and also best series for the primetime Emmys awards, which is sort of nice for an independent show. And we're being considered for an Emmy nomination. So we're on the uh, PR path trying to, you know, let members know that to, to consider uh, voting for us. You know, you're kind of lucky because these days the shows on Amazon, on Netflix, on the other uh, streaming stations are doing well and getting awards. So we here wish you the very best of luck. Uh, Tell us a little bit. You have a very big position in the acting world because you are a chair of a SAG group. Tell us. So I am the national co-chair with Tracy Godfrey, who's in New York or rather New Jersey, and she is my national co-chair. I created the uh, committee uh, 16 years or 17 years ago now with Duncan Crabtree Ireland, who is now going to be the CEO of SAG, uh, AFTRA. And uh, I started doing that. I decided to create this this, uh, committee, this LGBTQ, uh, uh, I guess, actors, but now it's it's more than just actors. It's uh, comedians, singers, dancers, extras, stunt people, journalists, hosts. I decided to create a committee because I thought that all of the other people in the union had, that there was a women's community, a black community, a Latinx community, a senior committee. And, uh, and uh, I, I wanted to create a committee where people uh, who were LGBTQ would feel safe. And if they had a problem, they could come to us and that we could create opportunities. And I had been sending faxes, that's how long ago, to Melissa Gilbert, who was the president at the time, and she never responded. And then I got 
And then I sent it to this guy, Angel, who was the head of diversity, and he didn't respond. And then I got a call from Duncan one day. And he said, well, this is that I'm the head legal counsel. I said, look, I have a film that I have that, I, that I've been talking to them about, and I have not received residuals, and neither has anybody in the thing. It's taken a year, and da 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 da. And he said, Jason, I'm not calling about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they did help us get residuals for that. It was a film called A Day Without a Mexican that I had done that was sold to a Mexican company that was not paying us, but they eventually paid us all. And I, I helped by pulling the uh, uh, strings a little there. And um, he said, we'd like to create this committee for you. And in the room at the time were Duncan Crabtree Island, a gay man, and who has now five uh, black children, and he's uh, uh, married to a man, and uh, Sumi Haru, God bless, who's passed away, an Asian woman, Anne Marie Johnson, a black woman, and uh, the president at the time, who was um, uh, Rosenberg, uh, Oh, God. Alan Rosenberg. Alan Rosenberg. Thank you so much. Forgive me. And a Jewish man. So it took all the, that, that Benetton out of people to uh, help create this Screen Actors Guild after LGBTQ committee. So I'm very, very proud that I was a part of that and helped create it. Is so. that a part of your book? Your story? Um, my, my book, Shut Up, I'm Talking, which is available also on Amazon. Um, yeah, well, not, yeah, my activism is a part of that. And it is a part of my, it's, but it's a part of my life as a human. I don't think that you can be in the human race right now and not be a part of all these things that are happening in the world that are affecting you. I often think that my own career, I would be in a different place if I were not a gay person or if gay people were accepted as equals in our industry and were gay celebrity and gay accomplishments by gay people were treated the same way as straight people. So you've been so busy doing your live comedy show and traveling a little bit in various places. Uh, how have you been able to do that during COVID? Well, I didn't travel it during COVID at all. Oh. I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. I was you home. know what? I see I'm following you so much. You're so busy. I keep thinking you're doing it, but you've been doing no, some live I, comedy shows. I, I had done uh, around 20 different virtual shows. I did two shows with Rob Schneider for the Improv Comedy Club. I had done a show in someone's backyard for a benefit for a place called Gentle Barn, which is Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, um, I guess she's a big advocate of this for, for animals. I did a benefit for them. And I did one other thing. Oh, I did a parking lot show with my friend Randy Lupus, who, who produced it, and Kiwi Rogers and all these wonderful comedians that I'd worked with over the years. And we did it in a parking lot where they didn't laugh, but when they liked something, they rang a cowbell. <laughs> So I just, you see, I felt like I was traveling with you because you had, you know, you didn't just use your basic Zoom green, you know, screen. I did, really- no, I did, I did maybe 50 interviews uh, for Smothered, uh, another 50 or so for the book, Shut Up, I'm Talking, which is available on Amazon and my website, jasonstewart.com, S-T-U, Stu, A-R-T, Art, um, through CCB Publishing, so you can get it in either place. Um and I released uh, recently a, a comedy stand-up album. Tell us a little bit about your background. I was born in New York. And when I was a year old, I moved. I was in 
a Chevy, a 1955 Chevy driving across country with my mother and my father, and my brother, who has hated me since um, I was born. And um, uh, we drove across country because my father was a very big macha in the uh, Shmata industry. For those listening who are not Jewish and not familiar with the Jewish uh, language, uh, he was a, a tie cutter in a necktie manufacturing company. And he learned to cut ties in this way that was very fast. So he had gotten a, a job in California that didn't work out. And then another person gave him a job immediately. And we moved here when I was a little under a year old. I lived in Los Angeles until uh, literally close to um, a year and a half ago. And now I live in Palm Springs, but I'm in LA all the time though. <laughs> I have a little place there. Uh, and what upcoming projects do you have? Oh, well, Smothered, of course, which everybody can watch by going to smothertv.com. And it's about these two guys that have been in a relationship for 30 years who hate each other but can't afford to get divorced. And we're actually working on our uh, second season right now, writing it. And uh, I have a film called Immortal that came out last year. Or was it last year? And uh, which is a thriller with uh, Dylan Baker and Sam Levine and Tony Todd. And um, I have a film called uh, my first action movie where I play a, uh, a detective, sort of like Charles Durning, you know, I wear my glasses. I go, I put, I have the glasses on my so I think it's like, yeah. All right, Cindy, what are we doing here? Okay, great. So you're going to wear those headphones? Good. Well, take them off. You look stupid. All right. And that's, and uh, it's a film called Abducted and that's on Showtime. You can see it. And then I have this little delicious film that I did called Hank, which is on Reverie, which is a gay uh, site for the gay folks listening about this man, this really sweet, quiet man who is deciding whether he wants to be in an open relationship or not. And it's a wonderful film by Neil Lee. And uh, what else do I have? Oh, I'm going to be in Goliath. I have an episode of Goliath that I did called, um, I don't know what the episode is called. It's episode uh sixth episode of uh, season four which i believe will be on in the fall and uh it was so exciting to work with uh it's billy bob thornton series oscar winner but i didn't work with him i work with jk simmons oscar winner bruce dern two-time oscar nominee Haley joe osmond oscar nominee jason stewart (laughs) future oscar nominee oh well honey from your lips to god's ears i think that boat has sailed but you never know you know what? Did Anthony Hopkins at 83 think he was going to win another Oscar? He got his first Oscar 30 years ago. So <laughs> You never know. And then there were people isn't like... Shame? Isn't that the killer of it all? You never know? That's what I hate. And what I really don't like about the awards, it's that it took away so much from the merit. I mean, everybody was so worried about everything else. His performance was amazing. He is. Did you see the film? Yes. It was beautiful and was... certainly sad and, and difficult. And I actually saw Fred Molina do it at the Pasadena Playhouse in uh, Pasadena uh, right before COVID started. He actually did the play version of it. And he was just incredibly brilliant. It's a very difficult role. He's in almost every scene. I'd say 90% of the scenes uh, at 84 or 83 years old, when he probably did it, it's sort of extraordinary. And uh, one of the most brilliant actors of our generation. And he shouldn't have to apologize for winning an Oscar the same way nobody should have to apologize. Apologize? He didn't apologize, did he? No, well, everybody made him feel bad <laughs> for winning. Why? 
because uh, everybody expected uh, Chadwick Boseman to win. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Well, I think, I mean, that's a hard one. Nobody remembers who wins. Everybody remembers who's nominated, you know. You know, you say that. I remember, like, so well, and I could probably, everybody teases, like, Jeopardy in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, but in the past 10 years or so, I don't remember them all, and that's, like, really a shame. I mean, you you know, but... I do. I have a... I have a the, 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 the incredible memory for Oscar trivia. So you can ask me anything and I'll know most of the time. So then come with me on Jeopardy when they have the, that as the category. So we can win some be, money. I will, <laughs> I will be on the side going, Elizabeth Taylor won two, you know, 1960 yes. and 1966. She appeared there but for the, the 60s. Yes. Well, when we're oh, off, I'm going to send you a picture of something in my house that you brought up that you're going to. So I have all the people for you to mention. Uh, I have an original from Butterfield 8, the poster. Uh, people That's- often say that, that she didn't deserve it for that, that she really deserved it for Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And that's what happens a lot. Like Cher won for Moonstruck, and people said that she should have won the Oscar for a mask, but she wasn't even nominated for. And, you know, uh, also- and how many people never won? Like Peter O'Toole. And, and I thought Tom Cruise should have won for Born on the Fourth of July and not the, the Jeffrey Rush. You know, you could do this all the time and play that game of who wins and who doesn't. But all we know is that Jason Stewart is going to be Emmy nominated for Smothered. I hope we just get nominated. That's what we want. We're on the list to be nominated. And if you're an Academy member, please consider us. And here at Cindy's Celebrity Corner, we are going to share the information on your book and your website for all of your upcoming adventures because... Stand-up. I'm going to be doing stand-up all over California in the next month. I'm going to L.A. on Friday. I'll be doing the Laugh Factory. I'll be doing a place in uh, Venice. Venice. I'll be doing a, a variety show. And then I'm going to be doing Sonoma Gay Pride in Sonoma. And then I'm going to be doing you know, uh, July in the Alameda Comedy Club. So I've, I've got a couple of things happening. Very lucky. Well, we are so lucky to have you here as a guest. And we invite you back. And I look forward to eventually traveling and seeing you live in person. Jason Stewart, thank you so much for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Thank you for uh, have, putting me in the corner. So I don't really want to be in a corner, but thank you for putting me in the corner. But, but you're, in, the- you're in the Celebrity Corner. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Baby, right in the corner with Baby. Nobody puts Baby in a corner. Take well- care. Thank you so much. <laughs> Are you looking to update your home? Are you looking for new art? If you're like me, you took advantage of being home during COVID and remodeling and updating the looks on the walls in your home. I am telling you, don't look further. Go to Katya Levanovich's website and find many examples of her award-winning designs that are featured in many of today's homes. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross, and now it's time for my personal corner. Today, my personal corner is going to be very special because the content of it comes from you, my audience, my followers, my supporters. Many of you have asked me questions about some of the things I enjoy, some of the things about getting to know me better. So 
here we are with a couple of letters that I am going to read and share the answers. Cindy, what do you do for fun? I am actually involved in a book club. I do like to cook and bake. Uh, I am an avid supporter of taking care of pets. Uh, many of you have followed my Instagram and know that I support uh, adoption of animals and to care for them. I also love to needlepoint, and I have a brand new hobby. I took up planting a garden of fruits, vegetables, and herbs. In fact, I started it this past weekend. And you know what I learned? Here's the tip from my corner this week. Even if it doesn't grow, I succeeded because I attempted it. And whether or not it's a little hobby like planting, applying for a new job, or taking the next steps to come back to a realistic lifestyle and not staying in the home from COVID, it's a win. So that's one of my tips. Thank you. Here's another letter I received from California. Cindy, I love your show. I not I can't always listen to it live because you are in the tri-state area and I have to try to download it. Where is the fastest place for me to download it so that I could listen to it? Thank you. As I've mentioned several times, we are on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and you can get it on my website. Thank you for asking and for sharing. Cindy, how do you come up with your guest that you invite on? I'm very lucky that I have uh, quite a loyal uh, support system in the entertainment field. But I try to bring on people that are uh, currently in projects, upcoming projects, headliners, and trendsetters. But I also want to introduce you to people that you might not know as well who really have talent in their area. And that's what we're all about here. We're about inclusion and encouraging entertainment. And your entertainment might be reading a book, cooking with a celebrity chef, or learning a lot about sports. Whatever you are engaged in, we celebrate it here at Cindy's Celebrity Corner. We'll be back after the commercial. Hi, I'm Kevin Sorbo, and I always listen to Cindy Celebrity Corner, along with the amazing Cindy Gross. Welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. Joining us now is our friend, our contributor, uh, somebody that you keep asking to have on more, Esther Miller, the founder of Mommy's on the Move and a uh, regular here regarding mother issues, uh, women business owner issues, and uh, just uh, New York women issues because she's talking a lot about how women from cities like New York are coping with getting back to life after COVID, after being in such a lockdown. So welcome back to the show. And we have a lot to talk about, Esther. Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much, as always, for having me back. 
we we do always have a lot to talk about. And as things are opening up more and more, and as uh, the kids are, some of the are switching now. Some are finishing school, starting summer jobs. Some are going to camp. Um, and I'm a single mom, as you know, and which adds an extra layer of complexity with uh, dealing with kids and the balance and of getting the kids back to their routine and getting business going and getting work going and figuring out how to maintain the right balance in life and everything that's involved in the day to day with parenting. So when you were here last time, we discussed that we were going to bring up a little bit the business issues. And as we were preparing today's segment, we were talking about how a lot of women, in particular women, are fearful about reopening and that they're not really going to reopen as fast as maybe the media would like you to think. Tell us a little bit why, because you told me a lot about challenges that especially young mothers are facing about going to work. So I'm reading articles on a constant basis in the Wall Street Journal or all over the Internet about how COVID has actually affected women in the job world much more than men. And I'd have to say that the fact that daily our schedules shift and our, our day-to-day, well, there's no routine in our day-to-day life where we can say typically in a typical year, your kids go to school, you have those amount of hours, your kids come home from school, there's daycare or there's someone in the house, there's childcare for them. This year changed everything, um, and the women took the biggest hit for that. The women were the ones that ended up being home and handling the children. Uh, the moms were in charge of handling the homeschooling, the remote schooling for the kids. And even if there wasn't remote schooling, I'd have to say every appointment. So my 17-year-old son broke his ankle last week. Every appointment takes double as long and it's already better than it was. Uh, it takes longer to get an appointment at the doctor. It takes longer in the doctor's office. So something that you were able to do quickly, knock it out, get on with your day. It is now, it is your day. So the women are definitely struggling to get back into life because to back to work because we're being torn in so many directions. We, we've got to handle the children. We've got to handle there's a lot pulling at us and there's no continuity and there's, there's so many balls still up in the air about where things will land and what's really, what tomorrow is going to look like on a daily basis. We just don't know. So you mentioned to me in a talking point that you wanted to really discuss was that you have to be flexible and embrace of change of plan to be successful. How do you incorporate that when you, um, counsel women and like you have mentioned in the past do you counsel women through a local community center how do you counsel women who come to you that want to start a new business that need help maybe with uh, loans uh renting space uh all those kind of things that go into a new business well thank you for bringing that up that is something i did want to discuss because 
Um, women are known to embrace change definitely more easily than the men. And this is because children kind of force us into that role where we force, where we have to pivot or change according to the needs of the family. Now, as far as business and change, um, just the fact that I do the, the work that I'm doing at the JCCRP, which, um, JCC of Rockaway Peninsula was a pivot. I started a business. The business was doing great um, January, February, beginning March of 2020. At some point, I said, you know, the word was three weeks till to stop the spread. Turned into three months to stop the spread. Six months later, things were still closed. It's time to change. It's time to take on a different position and it's time to take a different type of job. And this is what I tell some of the women who come into the project where there was a job that they were doing, where they're no longer working. Um, I've got one who switched to a home health aide uh, because that was where the demand was. It wasn't something she had done before. She went for a little bit of training. I've got women doing phlebotomy. We've got women doing a COVID testing. Wherever there's a space, um, we're trying to teach the women to adjust themselves and um, also financially, the project also does financial coaching. Everyone took a hit financially, especially the single moms, because no matter how many programs we provide, no matter how much assistance there is, the fact that our positions are not what they were, our stations are not what they were, and our time that we can work is is cut significantly from what it was before because we're the only parent we're full-time doing whatever needs to be done there's just there are only a certain amount of hours of the day that we can now dedicate to working and that really causes a huge hit in our salaries and income and then this becomes it just grows over time and even if in the beginning we all thought oh this is going to be just a temporary situation We'll be through it soon. We're still in it. And we're now hoping for after the summer. You know, the summer itself, it still looks like it's going to be very complicated. Um, you know, some places are still doing not in. Well, I think everyone's doing in person this summer. Schools, not all the colleges. Um, one of my kids' colleges is still not doing in person. But uh, camps are in person. Uh, they're not requiring masks outdoors. Hopefully by then they'll they the camp will determine not to do masks indoors, but they don't know yet at this point. And also that's another issue. It's so fluid. It's so fluid day to day. We just don't know. Busing. Will there be busing? Will there not be busing? Do you have to wear a mask on the bus or no mask on the bus? I um, mean, the kids are stressed, very, very stressed. Uh, this year, two kids of mine went into therapy. It just, they needed, they needed to talk things out. It's very stressful. We forget that that's a huge component in being a single parent. You have to be very cognizant, very aware, watch the child, see, look for change in behaviors and deal with it as you see it. So let's talk about women as women and fulfilling their own needs. It's, we, you mentioned a lot about women taking care of their children a lot because you are a single parent. But what about a single woman alone? How can she protect herself 
in a business situation, and again, in an emotional situation. Because many of our listeners are never married, widowed, we have all ages. But the one thing we have in common is that we are women and we need advice about how to take care of ourselves to survive all this. So I believe very strongly in the lean in that Sheryl Sandberg um, wrote. I do believe that women need to rely on each other. You need to build a community of women, women to um, whether it's professional women as friends within your similar workspace or professional women just in your neighborhood. Um, I think that the women specifically the singles need very, very much to group together. Their strength is in their numbers because they can lean on each other. They can look to each other for guidance. I've been to meetings by myself where I was bullied in a meeting and you know, it's very tough. You're sitting there. I'm on my own. There'll be three guys. I'm trying to get into their business or do business with them. And they come at me and, you know, you got to give back. You got to give, you got to give. And at the end of the meeting, you're exhausted. You feel taken advantage of. You don't really know if you did the right thing, if you took the deal that you should take, if you should have pushed for more. Um, and then, you know, you need to go back. You need to talk to your people, whether you're sitting together with a glass of wine, whether you're Zooming, whether you're meeting together in the local restaurant, lay it all out, get everybody's opinion in a very kind and very gentle way and be able to figure out the way forward. Um, I think women really need women. So that's a great place for us to stop and share. Uh, your website is Mommy's on the Move. And of course, they can find you through uh, Instagram and through Cindy Celebrity Corner. And I guess the best advice we can give professional women and even, uh, you know, single women, married women, women of all ages, take care of yourselves first and realize you're not alone and seek places where you could find women like yourself going through similar situations so that you are not alone and that there is a great area for you to look. And one of the places you recommend because you work at it is a local community center. Esther Miller. Absolutely. Mommy's on the move. Thank you very much for joining us. And we'll see you again next month. Next month in the summer, we're going to talk about mommy care at the beach, at camp, and I guess a preview for fall because we have to plan ahead if we want to be successful. Well, hopefully by the next time we get on, mommy's on the move. We'll be able, you know, work. I'm always in talks with different companies waiting for everyone to open up. The companies want to see the actual people in their places. And hopefully we'll be able to share very, very good news next time we speak about how Mommy's on the Move is moving forward because it's time to move it forward. So Esther Miller, thank you very much. And we'll see you next month. Thank you, Cindy. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And just like that, the hour flew by. I promised you great guest, great conversation, and lots of information to think about. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please let me know what you think. 
you can reach out to me through my website, Cindy's Corners, and email me through there. Or you can reach me and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Never miss an episode. Download it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Jewish Podcast, and you can also listen to us through the Talkline Radio Networks. Thank you for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner, where all our angles and points meet and where you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Celebrity Corner. Thank you and have a good night.